0: Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me every Tuesday and Friday to talk all about Bravo TV. On Tuesdays, I report on all the latest news stories happening in the off-screen lives of our favorite Bravo celebrities. And Friday bonus episodes range from one season wonder recaps, Bravo celebrity product reviews, book club discussions, very random deep dives, and so much more. Sit back, grab your drink, and enjoy the show. So we move into episode eight called Last Call. We pick up at the guest of a guest party where obviously Tinsley is confronting Devorah. Tinsley is trying. Tinsley is being pretty shady. She goes, can you explain what friends are to me? What do you call a friend? We didn't hang out. We didn't talk on the phone. And Devora doesn't really like address like the what is a friend to you because I don't think she knows. She's like, but you snub me at parties. Tinsley's like, well, you know what? You tried to publicly hurt me and that's very selfish of you. If you were a real friend, you wouldn't have added fuel to the fire with my bad press already. Just because I did the magazine cover for your jank ass magazine doesn't mean we are friends. You went above and beyond to hurt me when you know I was hurting, which is not a thing a friend does. So if we were ever friends, which we weren't, now we certainly are not friends. There's a public war. Then Devorah, Tinsley, and Alex leave the party and they're yelling at her on the street. Alex is screaming at her and Paul is screaming at her too, being like, Who the fuck do you think you are, Devorah? Fuck you. (laughs) Naturally, just like gang up on Devorah Day. And then you get a testimony of Dale being like, Devorah was kind of like a pinata that everyone was taking wax at. I felt a little sorry for her. Yet again, <laughs> Good, I'm glad.
1: Showdown, that showdown was such a joke.
0: Yeah, there was n- no glasses were thrown. I mean, there was a glass <laughs> thrown about four minutes later, but no glasses but were thrown. Yeah,
1: but yet again, like another non, not happening climax, like the showdown between Dale and Prince Casimir, and now again, and it's like devora fights more with alex and paul than with uh tinsley like, oh, yeah
0: I, well i think tinsley has her henchmen i think tinsley's yeah, but like still, deal with
1: it <laughs> it's still such a joke
0: yeah all just needs to make things worse and he goes is that who i fucking think it is that's another fucking bitch i want out of here because he catches jules kirby and he goes if i had a vagina i would kill all of these bitches <laughs> not not cool bro not not cool he goes well let me go back to my non-drama tommy and he's like tommy baby and Tommy's like running out of the party he's like I'm not having fun like this is weird Then they're fighting outside he's like you literally have left me alone 95% of this party I don't know anybody here this is my debutante ball and you leave me <laughs> you leave me all alone for drama and he goes and you're starting the drama like it's not like you were being like accidentally put into it like you were creating it and Paul is like I'm starting to fall in love with you please don't leave me <laughs> and then Tommy oh I'm sorry, this is actually on the phone because I guess Tommy leaves and then they I'm trying to think
1: Yeah yeah, Tommy leaves because he's so upset that he was left alone the whole time and then Calderon goes outside, sits on the curb and calls him and has a glass of scotch next to him <laughs> on the side curb.
0: He's acting like he's in New Orleans with this public drinking on the street with a glass like
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so obviously he gets upset. He gets up and he immediately takes a full glass. You have scotch, tries to throw it in a garbage can, misses the garbage can. Glass and scotch splash all over the street. Seventh piece of glass thrown on this (laughs) program. (laughs) Then Tinsley and Paul and them are all kind of chatting, which I kind of think this little section actually happened before he made the phone call with Tommy. Because you kind of see like Tinsley and Alex and Dabney are like, thanks so much, Paul, for defending us. And he goes, no, trashy hoe is going to pick a fight with the coolest girl in the world in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Trying so desperately to like get in a headline as like being cool with Tinsley, not on Devorah's side. He's like, let's get some good press. I only, you know, like threatened to kill a bunch of women and called this one a hoe bag (laughs) and uh, cursed Devorah out. But like I'm BFF with Tinsley, so it's all good. Then he goes, you guys, let's just go to the boom, boom room. Let's try to go to the boom, boom room. And the boom, boom room is like a really swanky club at the top of the standard in me packing, which like surprisingly is still really cool at this point and impossible to get into, wildly overpriced and really (laughs) gorgeous. We should actually try to go eventually when the world opens back up and you're here, but you're really hot. I would have to wear like, we'd have to wear like, I'd have to, like, do my hair and, like, lose 10 pounds. And then maybe we can get <laughs> like, Which, like, I have no problem doing. It's, like, so, you would love it. Like, it's a scene. They don't end up going to the boom boom room, which is really sad. After, so that's why I kind of think that the call with Tommy was after this little conversation then paul decides to go to the ritz in chelsea which is this gay bar and he's trying to find dick he's so distraught over tommy and you just like see him like dancing on couches by himself like totally vibing out wasted you could tell he's just annihilated and i don't know much about you know sobriety and and how that works but like when you go to rehab twice and you come out and you're like i'm only just going to drink hard whiskey on the rocks like i just feel like that's not like the slowest drink to drink to maintain a little bit of semblance of caring that you potentially have a drinking problem.
1: No. Oh, but maybe it was like when Katherine Dennis went to rehab when she was like I didn't go to rehab for cocaine. I went to rehab for pot. Yeah. Maybe it was the same with him. I didn't go to rehab for like alcohol addiction. I went to rehab for wine addiction.
0: So Paul's at this club, he's dancing. We see like one little moment where he's like outside with this guy and he's like smoking and hanging out. And he's like, just um, aggressively trying to kiss the guy. And the guy like turns his head. He's like, no. And Paul's (laughs) like, I'm a weird denied. Ouchie to my (laughs) self-confidence. Then he finds another guy with a yellow hat they're making out. And then Paul's like, do you have a moment with me? And they're making out and i guess like the quote-unquote paparazzi which is like a producer with a flip phone right. take a photo of him in a cab with this guy heading to paul's apartment and dun, dun, dun. he is a porn star <laughs> which we'll find out more information about we then see a very raw scene for tinsley she is going to one of her purse photo shoots and she wants to do kind of an edgy shoot and she does a shoot with wet hair and no makeup. And she's so embarrassed to, like, be in front of the camera with no makeup. Which she was wearing makeup. Like, she was wearing eye makeup. Of
1: course
0: she was. Tons of eye makeup.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> like, Absolutely. She looked beautiful. And I thought the photos yeah. came out really well. I'll post them on Bravo Habio's Instagram. But I thought she looked really beautiful. And, like, the entire time she was taking the photos, she was like, oh, God. Oh, Oh God, this is so bad. This is so bad. Like, it's not. It's... You look beautiful. So we then go to Devorah, which you will love the scene. This is where Jasper probably, the scene Jasper has been waiting for his whole life. We see Devorah getting on a private, attempting to get on a private plane to go to St. Croix, which <laughs> is in the Virgin Islands, to do a campaign for the bikini line. And Supposedly they've been waiting in the airport for 3 hours trying to figure out this weird name issue. So Devorah gave the producers the producer for the shoot the like her name Devorah Rose and customs was like, "Uh, she doesn't exist. So we're going to need like proper proof of this person." And so uh, customs wouldn't let her on the plane because she was using the wrong name and re- I, it seemed like she refused to like tell the producer beforehand that she just had a different name like which is okay but I don't know if like she has ever legally changed her name to Devorah Rose I think it's just kind of
1: she didn't No, name. she definitely didn't change her name um, but also everyone is really surprised to find out Devora Rose is not her real name yeah the which bikini I mean, designer looked like, shook yeah like a genuine moment where they were like, what? That's not her name? And like how she, Deborah Denise Trachtenberg from Plano, Texas, like from the moment we were introduced to her, pretending to be like a socialite and everything. It's like, well, if you were, then you would have known that for like travel on a private jet, you would have to give your real information, especially when you're leaving the country.
0: She didn't get the memo. At least she just wasn't like standing in the airport, just like in one of the bikinis. Like that's also (laughs) a shocking development. But the designer seemed pretty pissed. So they're there, they're doing, um, they wake up the next day and there are tons of Gawker articles about how she uses fake name. And Paul was saying, Debra Denise Trachtenberg, that name sounds like someone who's from the other side of the track and now everybody knows that you're a fake and that was i mean true but i, I don't know this is a little bit hilaria baldwin and jason in like the in the in the brutal lies to hide your past your past that like wasn't was seemingly not bad of course like nobody knows about anybody's past or the trauma they might have endured but deborah denise like it's okay to be from plano texas also, like Plano, like that's, oh, isn't that where Brandy was from? And they were like, "Um, right. she's from Plano. Plane. Exactly. Oh.
1: Plane.
0: <laughs> then we see a lot of uh, scenes of Devorah on the beach doing Johan face, just posing <laughs> up and down, posing on a plane randomly. And on the plane, she's reading an article from page six calling her a wannabe socialite. And then we see. A scene of her in the cab, like with the whole crew, like going back to the hotel or the house, and she's crying. She's like, I don't want to be a socialite. Who are these people who are allowed to say all of this shit about me that is so untrue? Why is it so hard for people to be nice to me?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, bitch, you're not nice either.
0: Right? You have <laughs> to be nice to get people to be nice to you, period. <laughs>
1: but it's also really bad acting on her side oh like it, the, whole the tears the were like, it's like she, she oh used
0: my. those fake tears that jennifer aniston used yeah. in commercials
1: <laughs> she wrote the uh, onion on her eyes
0: <laughs> yeah. you can tell like every single person in the cab is like bitch we have had enough of you you kept us waiting in the Airport. Now this. Who do you think you are? You are Devora yeah. Rose. You are deborah Denise Trachtenberg. <laughs>
1: like, exactly. Not a good look. 45000 a on this stupid photo shoot trip a <laughs> meltdown? And what you know, like, like, a of <laughs>
0: what kind of brand that- it doesn't have a name like it's not like Victoria's Secret swimsuits where a 45 grand is chump change for them this like small independently owned bikini line they're like 45 grand for a beach shoot it's like go out to Montauk for an afternoon and take some (laughs) pictures on the fucking beach that's all this takes a bus ride a jimmy
1: ride do it in the studio just go back to that hotel to the (laughs) hotel pool Go
0: to the YMCA pool. You can find a pool. You can find a body of water where to standing here. <laughs> From there, we see Paul getting an alert on his phone from Guess of a Guest saying he was making it out with a guy who's actually a porn star. He seems pretty mortified. I don't think he knew he was a porn star. And um, he goes, it's not there. I didn't even know he was a porn star. <laughs> it's like, well, generally, like, I don't know many. I don't know any porn stars, but I feel like they might not like lead with I'm a porn star on the first date. Like, I just don't think that. Like, I think it might be
1: like second to third date. I don't
0: think they were dating either. This was not a date. I was
1: just about to say they weren't on a date. They just (laughs) randomly met at a gay bar. Uh, But also like clearly production gave the information to guest of a guest. Because the photo that was featured in the the article was the same angle as the camera when the camera was filming them. So clearly it was... Still taken from from the camera roll.
0: Oh yeah, that was fresh off the the BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> we then see Dale, Dabney, and Tinsley getting tea, and Dale starts to cry, saying how lucky she is to have the girls. And she's like, "Mercer girls stick together." Love that, which they do. We all see them obviously together on Roni, being a ha- seemingly happy family uh that's pretty much it they just toast to sham with champagne and look like they're having a great rich time then we go to one of the sadder things on this show um it's a breakup we've all been waiting for paul and tommy meet in central park the location in which dale fell in love with chris <laughs> that very <laughs> same park and they they go to the park and you could tell this is going to be the breakup condo And Tommy's basically like, we go to parties together. You immediately leave me. Um, you immediately leave me to start drama like this is all your fault basically like you don't care about me why did you even bring me i'm not your arm candy dude i freaking met your mom i'm invested in you you've humiliated me you start all this drama and you create it blah 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 blah. i shouldn't say blah 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 it's his feelings and he they are valid and true i mean paul's a horrible partner and then i just
1: met (laughs) by now it's maybe seven days ago i know
0: now i'm like kind of i'm like (laughs) love is dead if Paul and Tommy can't make it work, who can? Who can? They
1: act like they've been together for months. and Like, <laughs> you just met seven days ago.
0: Yeah.
1: On the set of a reality show.
0: <laughs> Love is dead.
1: Tommy gets his first chiron of the whole season in the finale episode. Oh. And it says Roman's novel Cover model.
0: <laughs> I missed okay.
1: that. That's his job.
0: I would hire Episode him. Episode eight,
1: we finally found find out what his job is. Roman's novel cover model is almost as bad as like the job titles the the bachelor, uh, bachelorette contestants.
0: Dog this loving central. trust fund
1: baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Flower child, <laughs> like. This- stupid shit he obviously is upset that paul left the party and immediately hooked up with a porn star understandably so and they break up they separate in the park and paul walks away with his like big black sunglasses and his big puffy coat looking completely unbothered he's like wow i can't honestly believe it lasted that long that was cool and he calls his mom in the cab and this is one of my favorite exchanges (laughs) hey mom Hey, honey, how are you? I have a, a porn scandal right now. <laughs> she just goes, wow. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. End of conversation. <laughs> Melissa Johnson Michael is a queen. She right. she gives no fucks. Like, if I told my mom, like, mom, I accidentally got into a porn scandal, I feel like there'd be a few follow-up questions, not just wow.
1: But then also, this is not really a scandal, is it?
0: no no one
1: gives a fuck
0: no i mean again 10 years later we're talking about it and i like i went on to gawker (laughs) and i found the article (laughs) like
1: no just you and me give a fuck about it but the rest of the world really doesn't care the
0: rest of the world doesn't give a flying fuck and it wasn't
1: even a scandal he just hooked up with a porn star (laughs) it's not like there was he was in the porno or something
0: yeah also like um you guys, let's stop shaming people in this sex work industry. They are they have real jobs.
1: Exactly. Leave Dale alone and her only fans.
0: <laughs> She's just trying to make a buck. Please.
1: <laughs> Someone's got
0: to pay for Tinsley's eggs on ice. So, oh, that was mean. Um <laughs> I love Tinsley. If anyone's been listening to this show, you know I love Tinsley. I did get blocked on every single platform from Jules before I even said a single (laughs) word about her. But I love Tinsley, and Tinsley can listen to all of this, and I would be proud for her to hear it. Everybody else, not so much. We end this season with Tinsley debuting her spring collection at Calypso St. Barts with Samantha Thavasa. Got it right this time. And she has named purses the dale the alex the paul the dabney and the one that was a little bit different and out of the friends and family zone was called the deborah (laughs) denise and it was the cheapest
1: but the prettiest (laughs) because all all the other bags hideous 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 hideous. and it's like she goes to shop and styles the (laughs) the the shelves and it's like as if and all those bags are ugly, and it's yeah, her new spring collection, we've seen the same bag the whole season.
0: It was the same as it's the not fall a collection. new collection
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the and the winter summer spring joggers collection I mean, <laughs> seriously, uh, the bags are awful, yeah, and the Deborah Denise is the only bag where you're like, oh, that's kind of actually.
0: <laughs> a Shocking development, but I kind of like it. I was kind of upset that the show didn't give us any closure with Jules. I think they probably were like, at this point, we probably should just delete all of her footage. It not, it's not doing any favors <laughs> for her. She basically no. guaranteed us not getting a second season.
1: Although oh, well, that show didn't get a second season, did it? No.
0: I need a reunion, though. I want to host a reunion. This was before I think reunions were like a a staple in reality television. But (laughs) I would love for all of them to sit in a room together and hash it out 10 years later. Fresh eyes. Everybody's new, different parts of their life.
1: I would love that. (sighs)
0: So an insider was saying that Tinsley thought she would have some editorial control over the show, but she was horrified to see she had none and then was being put in these situations where people were manipulated to act in a certain way. She wasn't really happy about how the show turned out and another website i read said the cw's high society is coming back for a second season but producers are trying to cast for more quote-unquote likable friends for tinsley sources say cameras (laughs) will start rolling again in the hamptons this summer with a new cast of socialites which is so funny tinsley has to cast her friends because all of her like real rich Uh, friends are like i'm absolutely not doing that like that that is an absolute no Well, now that we are at the end of the eight episodes of High Society, this was a really fun journey. Jasper, thank you for coming on this with me.
1: My pleasure.
0: I feel like <laughs> the world is a better place in these COVID times. Everybody is so, you know, unstable, unhappy, but High Society has tethered me back to reality.
1: Right. Uh, thank God for YouTube right
0: <laughs> my therapist would be thrilled she's like not the weekly chat we have i'm like um no watching these people blow up their entire lives in 8 episodes makes me feel so much better about my life
1: <laughs> i'm happy i don't have any money <laughs> thank <laughs> you
0: <laughs> i know i'm happy my parents like had modest good jobs growing up and that <laughs> gave me a work ethic and like just basic human decency and respect
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah work ethic these people have never heard of work ethic i mean okay simply pretending to like design bags <laughs> yeah. and actually try and pretend to actually make them herself as well i mean that's the closest any of those people came to working
0: yeah, and Devorah Rose was like the first influencer before influencing. She was always the oh face of things. But it wasn't even, it's like Danila <laughs> Bikinis, like, isn't like Tinsley, who's working with like huge Japanese brands. And she's like, my face is plastered all over billboards in Japan. A little bit different. So since the show aired March 10th, 2010, it's been about 11 years. We're pulling up to the 11th year and a lot has changed. Obviously... You know, Tinsley came on to the Real Housewives of New York. But a lot of things have happened in the seven years since the show aired and she came on the Real Housewives of New York. We got a little glimpse of a lot of this stuff when she entered the Real Housewives of New York. When people come on after a scandal for her, like the mugshot with the eyebrows, never forget, she didn't really go into that much detail. She kind of alluded to the fact that her ex was abusive, but she never really went fully into it. So we will. So after the show aired, it aired until mid-April. In July of 2010, Tinsley was actually featured on Dr. Phil with Dale on a show about, like, you know, overbearing mothers. I couldn't find the clip anywhere. Dr. Phil has this great ability to hide his most precious gems, whether it's Dale and Tinsley or Kim Richards' meltdown on Dr. Phil. (laughs) he's erased them from the world i'm like do i have to buy every season of dr phil just so that i can have access to these two episodes because i will but i i need it on youtube
1: okay yeah i don't know i actually never watched dr phil i just recently found out that morgan stewart is like married to his son i didn't put two and two together oh yeah
0: (laughs) it's kind of random i think they knew each other from like partying and growing up in los angeles i think i read that somewhere but he's like not even that cute and i don't know he like i think i really liked brendan and i think brendan to me seemed kind of like a, a man like an adult like with a job and like did things this guy just seems like a lump on like a couch all day being like, honey, I'm playing Call of Duty. He's like, you want to have a baby? Okay. He is
1: a musician or something. I'm not sure, though. I don't really care. I love Morgan Stewart, though.
0: Yeah, I love her, too. I miss
1: Rich Girls, Rich Girls, Rich Kids. (laughs) I miss Rich Girls as well. That was one of my favorite reality shows back then as well.
0: Well, this show is similar to the Rich Kids of Beverly Hills,
1: right? but at
0: least the Rich Kids of Beverly Hills you know, knew exactly their place. They all were like, "We a don't want to
1: work." Diversity on that show. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, there wasn't like that much of an aggressive underlying racism to <laughs> prejudice, homophobia, anti-Semitism. Brought to brought to rich kids. That's a couple seasons, so I can't really do. A deep dive into that but I actually was I don't know I was tinkering on the internet last and I couldn't fall asleep and there are all these shows that I think I might want to do like I want to deep dive Lisa Rinna's show like Harry Loves Lisa <laughs> like there's that show there's all these random shows that I ended up finding I was like I have to somehow get these shows I've got a lot a lot of work to do a lot of work to do so after their uh, after their show on twenty in twenty ten, Tinsley laid low for a little bit. She wrote a book in April of twenty thirteen called Southern Charm, a novel. It's a novel, and I believe it's fiction. So I, I can't really think she wrote this. She was the original writer girl. And the, 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 uh, the description of the book says, Southern girl Minty Davenport has always dreamed of skyscrapers, yellow cabs, and a life like Eloise's in New York City. So upon graduation from college, she bids adieu to Charleston and makes a beeline for the Big Apple. Almost instantly, she finds herself in an event being photographed for Women's Wear Daily and her career as a New York society, it girl is long. But as Minty navigates the ironclad customs of New York society, a blossoming love life and a career and a job working for a ruthless and powerful publicist, she finds that the rules that a Southern belle live by being nice to everyone accentuating your femini- femininity and minding her manners don't necessarily guarantee success in manhattan when minty gets to the top of the social ladder she must decide if the glamorous life she thought she really wanted is everything she would have hoped it would be tinsley this is your entire life maybe she did write this she's like one of the only people in the world who genuinely would be able to write this
1: well saying that she wrote that book is a bit of a stretch isn't it i mean we all know <laughs> yeah she's the original writer girl I had a ghostwriter, of course. I don't think I'm going to buy that book. I mean, no. it doesn't sound that exciting.
0: <laughs> I feel like you just, just have to watch her first season on The Real Housewives of New York. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> just just watch High Society and The Real Housewives of New York. But I find it funny that, the, that she called, or the, like the main character is called Minty Davenport. The initials, if you turn them around, it's Dale Mercer.
0: PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: So I think it's like an homage to her mom.
0: Yeah, that would that would make sense. And if anything, I feel like Dale potentially could have wrote this. Like, she actually <laughs> wrote it before Tinsley was even born, and then Tinsley was born, and she was like, "You are going to be just like Minty Tinsley."
1: Wrote a raunchy, sexy novel.
0: <laughs> yeah, she has an OnlyFans page, and she's also a DL <laughs> like sex columnist, writing romance
1: novels. For the elderly.
0: <laughs> i would actually think I yeah i'd pick that up at the bookstore i was at like a, a thrift store the other day and i was like going through the book section and there was like one whole section of like danielle steel not danielle south <laughs> like <laughs> um romance novels and i was like this close to buying one and then i'm like megan that is a slippery slope for you like you cannot <laughs> stick to like bridgerton like for that kind of pleasure like you can't be you can't be putting that on the subway that's, that's it. Right.
1: And then you're going to start reading Barbara, Barbara Cotland's book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's, this is a total dance. But, I mean, uh, to be fair, maybe I should read it. I mean, I even read Cherie's book.
0: You read Cherie's from Potomac's book? book?
1: Oh, no, my God. Cherie. Cherie. Oh, sure. Fucking name, Joggers.
0: <laughs> um, Joggers <Sheree>. Whitfield. <laughs> 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 oh wow! Well, well, I love books that have like incredibly long titles. I feel like there's like <laughs> ten different things in the title of that book. Well, I have like this whole big list of books to do, and I think the next book I'm going to do is uh, what's her name, Giselle Bryan's book, where she like writes about being the head of the church for her husband's mega
1: church oh the one where she got the award for
0: yes the literary
1: award correct <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay moving on whatever
0: <laughs> yeah I know we're going into a spiral of horrific books but I didn't I didn't buy southern charm this book I, I I have to draw the line somewhere in my recaps like right now I'm having like the great debate in my mind if I buy Hilaria Baldwin's book or not so no. I yeah, I'm I'm in that. But I was going to buy it used online because I generally that's what I do. So I'm like she doesn't get the money, but she might. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see if I read it by the next recap that I record for her this week. So we will
1: see. Hilaria. <clears throat>
0: Hilaria. <laughs> She starts seating this guy named Alexander Nico FanJoule. He is the son of this big sugar baron, which like again, who meets sugar barons? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's so cool. She's she's got like just just a high society group of group of men to choose from. Granted, they are all abusive, but Beyond the point, he's about 10 years younger than her. He, they're dating mainly in Palm Beach in the Miami area. And on Christmas Day in 2013, Mortimer was re- reportedly hospitalized with head lacerations, and she had given a police report stating that Nico grabbed her arm. As a result of the arm grab, she said she lost her balance and had hit her head. People then reported that Mortimer said the cause of the incident was that she tried to intervene during an argument between Nico and his younger brother. The officer on the scene reported that they saw Tinsley had a big laceration on the back of her head that was still bleeding at the time that they arrived. The left side of her face next to her eye was very swollen with green and yellow bruising. We also saw red and bruised marks on her forearms, biceps, and elbows. So, unfortunately, this is kind of the beginning of her three year abusive relationship with this Nico guy. And it's really sad. We will keep going on very dark things.
1: Yeah, bless sure.
0: her. So on New Year's Eve 2013, just about a week later, Nico called the police to his house and reported that Mortimer was trespassing. Officers had found her locked in a bedroom and told them that she was fearful of Nico. Police report notes that both Fanjul and Mortimer's speech was slurred and both appeared intoxicated. So based on all, all the things I read, it seemed like they would get really wasted and then have like these knockout drag down fights. Like literally they'd be beating each other up. It makes me feel really bad for Tinsley. I think we see throughout the show how much she wants to be loved. And I think she'll put up with whatever to be loved and to be in a relationship and to be seemingly happy with someone. I think Dale puts a lot of weight on her being in relationships. I think she puts a lot of weight on being in a relationship. So might put up with things. But this just makes me sad. And there's like a lot more incidents like this. Also, I was thinking they're in Palm Beach now. Dale lives there half time. We'll get to Dabney. She basically lives there too. I wonder how they feel about Trump living there. Because I know a lot of people in the Palm Beach area are really upset because like there's so much more traffic now. He has like his helipad where he's flying helicopters in and out of the small little town.
1: I don't know, but we do know that Tinsley didn't vote in the twenty sixteen election. No. But, yeah. So I guess she probably is not that interested in politics.
0: I came like. across an article where Dale was talking about the 2016 election. Thank God for Google, you know, you get all the information you need. So <laughs> Dale was basically talking about how Tinsley didn't vote in 2016, but she like voted in the primaries and then like missed the absentee ballot deadline for Florida votes and one thing that's also hard to, uh, difficult pill to swallow is like Florida is just swing state. Not always, but especially in 2020, it was a big swing state. So like every vote counts. So it's like yeah. Tinsley, come on, we couldn't just couldn't hand your paperwork a little early. But Dale actually ended up confirming that Scott and Tinsley donated to Biden this year. So they're getting on the right side of history.
1: Thank god i oh, hope dale did too
0: <laughs> i i mean let's not get crazy <laughs> i wouldn't but honestly you know what i feel like dale probably finds trump to be so gauche she's like have you seen his gold toilets they're disgusting as an interior <laughs> designer i object <laughs> Fast forward six months. June 2014, police were called yet again after another altercation between the two of them. At that time, the police found Tinsley barefoot and her face was swollen and reddened from crying. She alleged that Nico tried to smother her with a pillow and she fled outside in her vehicle and locked herself in. Nico then allegedly tried to key Mortimer's mother's Range Rover, how dare you, from the driver's side door to the rear fender repeatedly and ripped ripped the windshield wipers and used them to break the front windshield. Like, this is the... third incident in about six months i don't know about it's you but she's sounds out
1: like it it, it sounds like a plot of another reality show <laughs> I, I mean or some lifetime movie i mean yeah. that's all just ridiculous clearly that wasn't a healthy relationship
0: yes certainly it was not and i don't know i guess like you kind of have to look at things as to why she's saying like her father was an alcoholic and Dale and him were divorced. And so I wonder, and obviously Dale has these values and these ideas on marriage that you kind of stick it out and put up with anything. Tinsley alluded to the fact that Topper cheated on her after a whopping two weeks of being married. And she still stayed with him for like a decade or so after. So I'm wondering if, if Tinsley's dad was potentially similar in nature, or drank a lot, got really upset. And was physical, whereas, like, this behavior would then be somewhat normalized for Tinsley, where she's like, oh, I'm going to keep sticking around. Because I feel like, I mean, of course, like, abuse is, is hard to leave, especially when you're potentially scared of this person. It just didn't seem like he was someone she would actually have a life with. So it's like, why would you waste your time?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we know that she likes to drink. So, probably it was just like a whole relationship, whatever, intoxicated the whole time. So, she probably didn't even think about her future. I was just living in the moment.
0: That's in true. In a not
1: good way, not so good way.
0: And also, this was about three years after High Society came out, which, of course, like I wasn't, I was just going to say, I wasn't born then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm hmm. When I was two years old, I'm sorry, I wouldn't remember. I'm incredibly young um, <laughs> but I wasn't like in involved in like the the drama for high society, like the runoff. But I wonder if it really did a number on her social standing and i I would have to think she became a little bit like of a lesser socialite after going on such a trashy show,
1: yeah, I think so too. I think it's a, a little bit of a whatever happened to Baby Jane scenario. <laughs> she was famous and then, like, did that all God awful God-awful show. And <laughs> probably people weren't that interested in her anymore after seeing that God awful show. So, yeah, she was living in the past and, yeah, started drinking and dating idiots.
0: <laughs> also, the fact that you bring up Baby Jane, they have the exact same wardrobe.
1: <laughs> so,
0: so, that actually that's is true. quite spot on. <laughs> uh,
1: I didn't. Yeah, and the same hair.
0: Oh, the girl cur- Oh my god! Honestly, Baby Jane and Tinsley at the circus is like a direct comparison that I've never made before.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, that's so how we got it. Now she we doesn't know have Betty the Davis eyes. But- after, <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Oh, my God. But it also could be potentially like a mommy dearest as well. Like it it could go many different ways. I actually I'm getting back to doing my mommy dearest series with Cara that got on the back burner when my (laughs) depression spiked. I'm like, I can't talk about other people's mommy issues. I'm a little bit knee deep in mine. (laughs) I'm like, should I do an episode on mine? But I should do a mommy dearest episode on Tinsley and Dale. I have to write that down somewhere, even though, like, what is this six part series, if not a, an extended episode of Mommy <laughs> Dearest? <laughs> so back to the uh, horrible legal ship <laughs> um, we have in December of 2014. Again, this is the fourth incident in one year. In December 2014, a testimony from Nico's neighbor had said the police had observed Nico chasing Mortimer out in his driveway and then tackling her onto the lawn. Nico then reported to police that Mortimer actually attacked him and scratched him, leaving minor lacerations to his chest, back, bruising, and above his right rib cage. This guy has fallen off the radar. Like, he is nowhere to be found on the internet and for good reason. Like, when you beat up a celebrity, you beat up anybody, you know you should probably just go away i don't know where you need to go he's a sugar baron so maybe he's just like well, i picture this guy like in charlie's factory from willy wonka like i feel like he's like hanging out with (laughs) like with chocolate rivers
1: well i reckon he changed his name but i think like quote unquote sugar baron might be also synonym for something else.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he was Cuban as well. So that's that booger sugar. Yeah. There. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. I, have to, I mean, and the two of them were like clearly nutso. And I don't know. I don't know if they're on the booger sugar. I mean, no. I need to meet Tinsley. I need to ask her all these questions. I'm like, so in your abusive relationship, were you completely coked <laughs> out the whole time? She's like, uh <laughs> You do run that fast, but Yeah, right. (laughs) Have you seen that Britney Spears documentary?
1: No, not yet. And I want to see the 2020 from Friday about Anna Nicole Smith.
0: Oh, I heard that was good too. I started watching the Britney Spears thing last night, but then Mercedes got tired. But we, it's just so wild. Like she's like 16 years old, and like 47 year old women are like, So, Britney, is your cherry popped? Are you a virgin? And she's like, uh, um, yeah. Um, like poor girl, like, you wonder why she had to go. Oh. oh, that's like the worst alert where it tells you how many hours a day you've been on the computer.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my work computer is not my choice. But yeah, Britney Spears painfully abused in the media. So, no, yeah, I
1: need she to watch that. So Maybe that will be a fun recap as well, a reality show back then.
0: So moving on to the 400th altercation, we go to the last and final altercation that I believe was the... Oh my God, the timestamps are so dark. So the last thing where he attacked her on the lawn was in December of 2014. The last and final straw for her, we believe was in April of 2016 when Mortimer was actually arrested for trespassing on her former boyfriend's apartment in Palm Beach. Charges were later dismissed. This is obviously the incident that gave us her iconic mugshot, and she was plastered all throughout the the press and the eyebrows were just terrifying. It's a terrifying mm-hmm. look. Nico's mom, Nicole Fanjul, said that tinsley constantly hides in the bushes she hides in her car she puts cigarettes out in his face did anyone ever tell you that she makes fatal attraction look like a cartoon she's insane this is the result of a woman scorned she's going up against us and she's gonna go down well she didn't go down charges got dismissed but (laughs) (laughs) i think this mom probably was like doing a little bit of damage control of these fucking spoiled asshole boys whose mommies just protect them at all costs when it's like Do you not look at the five calls to the cops in the past three years that potentially might make your son liable? And if he felt like she was such a liability and a nut, maybe he could have left?
1: Crazy attracts crazy. So I think we're meant for each other at the time.
0: So then from there, to put things into context, this happened in April of 2016. In April of 2017 is when Real Housewives of New York season nine first aired, where Tinsley was a cast member. After this horrible abuse that she's been facing for years and years and years, she decides to go on the Real Housewives of New York, which is a- another form of abuse. A little bit more lucrative and with more tequila, probably. So... She probably was filming her first couple scenes fairly after this arrest had happened. And so she kind of comes on the scene as Sonia's friend. She's living in the townhouse, which is a bad omen. It's like a halfway house. <laughs> like so many people have like come in and out and lived in the townhouse. And I mean including Lou and, you know, Lou met Tom and left the townhouse and then Tinsley met Scott and left the townhouse after not saying thank you to sonia enough
1: well she gave sonia a ten thousand dollar gift card didn't she (laughs) i mean that would be fine for me as a thank you uh
0: yeah i'd be fine with like a dinner out i'm like what that's (laughs) awesome wine is fine (laughs) yeah right she should have just fixed sonia's freezer that (laughs) would have been a kind gesture so we meet tinsley season nine she kind of comes in with the desire to get back into NYC society. She's dating and she's single and she's definitely very insecure and comes in kind of as this rescue dog. And it's so interesting because coming into the Rajass of New York is like a wolf pack. like it's like a bunny going into a pack of wolves. And Dinsley never pretended to be, that like strong Bethany or Lou character where like they're down to scrap or Dorinda who's just constantly has her fists up to fight she never really came in as anything other than like the wounded woman that she was and I think that's why viewers really liked her because they could see like oh wow like you actually have gone through a lot you've had like a lot of fall from grace moments you've been through a lot you've seen a lot but you're still somewhat (laughs) likable and
1: yeah, and if I recall, right, I think the rest of the cast didn't really like her in the beginning. All the other women were kind of not on Tinsley's side. And, like, Sonia was obviously also really horrible to her. But Tinsley was the only one on New York who was famous before she joined the show.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean... And Ramona always has beef with people who grew up with money, like because Ramona had nothing and, and, and made a lot of money herself and then obviously had Mario. But I did like in the beginning, she would call her Tinsley. It's like, it's Tinsley, Ramona. Tinsley. Tinsley. So I actually came across a quote that said, I think that was from like 2008 or actually no, right after she left the show after season 12, mid season 12, I should say. She said, the girl I was in High Society had far more confidence and awareness of who I was, what my accomplishments were, and reasons for being proud. Having experienced a traumatic relationship in Palm Beach before joining Roni, I'd forgotten who I was and who I had been and all the things I'd done for which I was so proud and happy. It took a few seasons to gain my confidence back and find myself after. Tinsley then was a sh- lot stronger and wiser. I would have loved High Society era Tinsley to remind Housewives era Tinsley who she really is inside. Which I really liked that. I, I thought that was very true i think we see a different side of tinsley in high society which of course is like the bright-eyed bushy-tailed version of like a young woman like getting out of her divorce obviously really upset but willing to date and still wanting to kind of have her normal life whereas in roni she was like crying over getting invited to like a c-level fashion show like crying out of joy like so (laughs) genuine whereas high society she's like chatting with carl lagerfeld backstage at the chanel show right so yeah we
1: ha- changed, things changed for her
0: yeah yeah now she's a Garrow sparrow influencer yeah. <laughs> wearing sneakers to a fashion show how dreadful Thanks so much for catching up with me, Megan O'Donnell, on this episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Until next time, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on all social media platforms and feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any hot juicy gossip or just to say what's up. Stay tuned on Tuesdays and Fridays for more episodes of Bravo Happy Hour. And if you're loving the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give me some love in the form of a five-star review. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day.